0: are we going? We are going. Okay, so this is Sean. This is Jerry. And it's the Great Expectations podcast. And this episode that you're about to listen to was was all my fault. See, Jerry had this brilliant plan as we were driving up that we were going to prepare. And uh, like most things that Jerry does, I destroyed it. Every plan that he had in place, <laughs> every good question that he was gonna ask Stegman, I immediately threw out the window and went straight for dick jokes. So, you're about to get like 20% information and 80% us making fun of people. But it's a good little glimpse into what, uh,
1: Ryan Stegman thinks about everything. Part of Age of Apocalypse. The art the art you're gonna hear what he thinks about the art
0: you're gonna hear about what got him into comics you're gonna hear about how his parents never did anything for him
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was my favorite part.
0: (laughs) and how he charges a ridiculous amount for head sketches yeah oh man that's ridiculous that really gets him going and at the very end if you can make it through my rambling at the very end you will hear him discuss his plans and hopes for the future of the Marvel Now Wolverine book with Paul Cornell.
1: Which just hit press today that he's doing it, but we had advance warning it was coming. Yeah, and we saw some pages
0: and they look fantastic.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about how fantastic they look, but I don't think we talked about it enough how fantastic they look. Yeah, it's true. I, I cried on the inside. I didn't let you see it because oh. I didn't want to appear weak in front of Stegman. Oh, my God.
0: God. Yeah, I was trying to keep it together mostly just because I didn't want to completely freak out. But there was like the eight-year-old <laughs> in me, the eight-year-old X-Men fan was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
1: Guys, I, I just wish you could have been there to see Sean. I mean, a lot of you have never met Sean in person, but you have kind of an idea. He's, he's the talkative one. He, he drives the bus usually but this dude got awfully quiet. Yeah. When we and I should point out we were invited into Mr. Stegman's home. Uh sat at his kitchen table. His kitchen table looked at some art and talked. Cuz the problem, the problem and is that that was a little overwhelming <laughs> for Sean. Well, well, Not for me. I was super cool. The problem super is super cool
0: is that I want to believe that wolverine is real like i want to keep that idea that i have of like 10 year old me i do not want to know that stegman draws wolverine comics in his fucking underwear or quite possibly in the nude
1: no, i don't know where quite possibly
2: I mean, he probably does
1: probably if
0: i fucking drew wolverine i would fuck ass naked get in character that's right. I'd go out into the wilderness, fucking snow, and I'd wear nothing. And I'd draw those pictures
1: outside. Yeah, you're ready right now. You yeah. could walk out the door. I'd kill right an animal. You don't even have off. to take any clothes off. You're already halfway there. Yeah. All the way. We
0: should do a podcast in the nude let's just go Another
1: one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So I don't know if we ever said thank you to Ryan on air, but I think it was one of the greatest treats of my lifetime to be invited over there <laughs> and, and uh, get to see where he works and, and hang out with his kid, yeah. his cool wife Erin,
0: who I think both make an appearance towards the end. They so do. we appreciate it, and uh, we hope that you dig it. It's not really a uh, interview interview; it's more of kind of just shooting the shit with a comic book creator. So hopefully, that's a little bit different from most. Uh, podcast where they interview people you'll uh, just kind of have a candid look at him discussing whatever kind of was on his mind
1: if you follow him on twitter it'll be like an hour and a half's worth of condensed twitter talk you'll get that guy and it's good i love that guy that's the guy that made me love ryan stegman not superior spider-man guy it was twitter guy yeah that's my boy right there it's true okay guys enjoy the show we will see you at the end of it no we won't as far as you know we're still here we're still talking but now Ryan Stegman's in the room <laughs> okay goodbye
4: 3 oh, it's the magic number yeah it is it's a magic number somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity three it's the magic number the past and the present the future faith and help and charity and the heart and the brain and the body it'll give you three it's a magic number it takes three days to make a tripod or to make a table your
0: big
4: band, No, I
0: got the same page open. Fuck, <laughs> you guys in your iPads. You're like, oh, check us out. Ron. And I'm all over here with, like... Look, it. it's Magneto. <laughs>
1: Digital <downstairs. laughs> So that, we're, We spent, like, a half hour talking about Magneto. Magneto.
2: It's a really good podcast. Do people, people still fight and say it's Magneto? I don't think anybody really does. It's the guy who owns the comic shop that I go to. It's the Magneto. But he's seen the movie.
0: movie. I don't think he cares, right. I think he just hates me, Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of fucked in his that goes on, yeah, he's good for that, you ready? Yep, yeah. I'm ready, thank um. you, alright, this is Sean, Fred Expectations Podcast, I'm here with Jerry as always, unfortunately, yeah,
1: that's great, thanks, I appreciate it, I feel very welcome, <sighs> and we're here with, a weird place, <laughs> Ryan Stegman, did you hear that, Ryan Stegman, yeah, this this is awesome. What's my nickname? The sexy bad boy of comics. Bad mm-hmm.
2: that, well, that's what you guys call me. Yeah, it's
1: true. Yeah. Is there another one that we don't know about? Uh, the queen of comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did know about that. Yeah. I forgot, but I I didn't know who gave you that name. Your wife. Uh, me. Just okay. now. Okay. Good. So we are here today because we like you, Uh-huh. people like you, Uh-huh. and uh, we want to talk to you about the X-Men. Right. Which we also I've like. heard of
2: that book.
1: So,
0: you chose Age of Apocalypse, uh-huh. Astonishing X-Men? Right. So now, like, what got, because I'm curious all the time, like, I don't, I'm always interested in, like, what got people in the comics. I don't really, I'm going to sound like such an asshole, but, like. When people start pulling apart comics, I don't really, I'm not interested in that mm-hmm. type of thing, I guess, because I'm just like, anytime that I see somebody, like, when they're like, oh, this wasn't that great, I'm just like, well, I couldn't do it. Meh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> fucking hell.
0: And I did that once, and now that's turned into some fucking Twitter meme where everyone thinks that I say that, and I right. hate that. If your kid walks in, I swear to God, I'll stop swearing.
2: It's fine, I swear in front of them all the time. I haven't quite figured it out yet. You'll get it I right with the it. second one. Yeah. Who? You're going to name Sean. Sean. Sean.
1: Yeah, we have that one. Sean McDade segment. <laughs> Ooh, damn. Yeah. That is hot. What's your middle name, Jerry? Thomas. Lame. Yeah. Well, thank my grandpa. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want my social security number, too? My is Edward. was my dad's scout Car partner. Oh. Did he die in service of no. the city? One of them did,
0: but not that one. That's too bad. Down
1: it. Down Hey. I didn't really expect that a cop would die on the job in Detroit, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Now you're making a joke about it, for God's sake. I don't God's know. I'm trying. He was a nice man, Jerry. <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Edit well, that out too. They it were involved. About 30 no, they got the it. TV. They were involved in a
0: car accident, and one of the guys got ejected through the back. But the guy in the passenger seat, they were hit by a drunk going ninety. The guy in the passenger seat hit his head on the steering column, mm-hmm. and he couldn't blink. So this guy would come over to our house, and I was in kindergarten when this happened, and he'd have staring contests with me for a dollar. Well, how yeah, that's right. How do we eye drops? Really, so I just. Yeah, you he have just to. have to like. I mean, he'd have to like forcibly like, right. but it wasn't like a natural thing anymore because something right. had attached, and so oh, just
2: no. stare at me, that, and I that. just—that's pretty awesome. I'd always lose. Yeah, well, he had a medical condition. It's I unfair. didn't know that. <laughs> Life is tough. Just taking advantage of kid. Yeah. Did you? Was he? Were you guys putting money on it?
0: Yeah, like <laughs> a dollar every time. <laughs> 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 Idiot. Yep, that's how my life's going. Bamboozled into stuff by people that I think are being nice.
1: Right, Jerry? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Come on, do this podcast with me. You're fun.
1: It'll be fun. Give me a dollar.
0: I'm going to tell everybody do you're the <laughs>
1: jerk. <laughs> I don't have to tell anybody anything. Your work speaks for itself. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, what we want to know from you is how you got into comic books. Uh-huh. Um, and when it was. And, and how you find your way to the X-Men, if you ever did.
2: All right. It was, um, I started with, uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad had some old comics, obviously, but I, I was, you know, vaguely interested. He didn't show me the real collection until I got really into it later.
1: Your dad had a serious collection? Yeah,
2: from when he was younger. So I had like okay. Daredevil number five. I still have that. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 19 or something, stuff like that was oh, in cool. there. Um, but he, so I remember every once in a while I'd get one from Seven Eleven, but very rarely, like my parents were just, I don't know what their deal was, but they would never buy me anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just thought I'd ruin it or whatever. <laughs> so awesome. when I was moved to Pennsylvania, I, I lived in, I've lived in Michigan from age three till 32, except for three years I lived in Pennsylvania. Uh, that was third to fifth grade. When I moved there, I had a friend who was also into drawing, and uh, we became good friends, and his dad was an architect, his mom was an actual, you know, like a fine artist, or whatever, and uh, he had all these comic books, so uh, right then, I was just like, I would just go over there, and we just go through all his comic books, and I was really drawn to the McFarlane Spider-Man stuff, and we would just create characters all the time, like, uh, and they all started with Cyber in their name, you know, like uh, how everything was cyber for a while because it was like computers were starting to become this big thing. And it was like, oh, well, he's a cybernetic bull. He's a cybernetic, you know, like all these things. Um, uh, my friends, my my big character was named Spirit of the Night. That was the one that I always drew. His character was named Weapons Lord. <laughs> oh that sounds sweet yeah that is sweet he also and weapons lord was the leader of the rogue posse which I was always jealous <laughs> of because it was a sweet name yes um, but then I moved away uh, and in fifth grade and didn't really know that there were if you know where to get comics at my new place because again my parents never seemed to want to I don't know I never really asked to go to a comic book store or anything but um One opened up about uh, two miles from my house. Um, And I actually was going to the chiropractor because I used to have headaches when I was a kid. And the chiropractor was fixing said headaches, you know. And one day on the way out, uh, there was a comic book store right next to it and I decided to stop in and just see what was up. And I had read... My dad had had a... um, Forbes magazine that had Todd McFarlane on the cover because he had made a bunch of money outside of corporate America is what the article was about Mm -hmm. 25 people who made money outside of corporate America or something like that so I read this article I knew who Spawn was I was like oh I'll pick this up Uh, like within minutes was completely hooked like literally was carrying around that these two Spawn comics in my back pocket showing them to my friends being like can you believe this you know like Look how awesome this is. And uh, I always drew. I always wanted to be an animator or whatever. So then I got completely obsessed with Spawn. I would steal quarters from my dad and go walk uh, on a road, square lake road which had no sidewalk next to it and no way to not walk on the road either because it went down into a ditch and then into a pond. So I was just like walking on a main road, not telling my parents that I was doing this and i'd go there every wednesday and buy comics and then i started buying wizard magazine and then that set had you know top 10 hottest artists or whatever and this was when capullo was drawing spawn so it said capullo was on there and it said j scott campbell and joe manorera and whatever so i had to f- see these other artists that because capullo then at, and mcfarlane then at that point were the only artists to me everybody else was complete shit I hated them for even existing. Uh, so I was like, I got to see how these other guys stack up. Uh-huh. So I bought some Joe Herrera X-Men stuff, and I thought, this is completely awful. Uh, there aren't – why aren't there lines everywhere all <laughs> over this thing? Like, you know, needless. Like, look how much more effort McFarlane and Capullo put in because there are lines everywhere. Right. Uh, I remember showing it to my dad, and I remember being like, Dad, can you believe this? This guy's number one on the hottest artist list, and this guy's behind him on the list. And my dad was like, this stuff, he's, my dad was like, I think it looks good. And, uh, he's like, they both look good, but I, I I can see why this guy's stuff is good. And I was like, "You, you don't know what you're talking about. Either. <laughs> but slowly I, I had, you know, I kept buying the stuff, and I kept reading it, and then became completely obsessed with Joe Manarera, like unhealthily obsessed and understood it, understood that you don't have to put lines everywhere to be a great artist. But so then, so Joe Manarera was my gateway into the X-Men. And then I was reading the X-Men through around the end of Age of Apocalypse into Onslaught and all that stuff. And then, you know, obviously after Onslaught, Joe Mad did a few more issues and then took off to do Battle Chasers and uh, that I think that kind of I was still buying it and Carlos Pacheco was doing it and all those guys and I I continued to buy it until I went to college and then had no money Right. you know didn't really bought some comics here and there in college but um, it was mostly just like I mean that that was my prime years was the onslaught slash apocalypse slash uh, you know, those were the years where I was really involved in the X-Men.
0: Onslaught fucking blew my mind. I thought it was awesome, but now I'm fun of it. When, like, in, when they introduce Bishop in, like, Uncanny 281 and you see that, like, message from Gene that's all garbled, I must have spent, like, five years trying to figure out, and, like, without the internet and people spoiling it, like, when I opened up that first Onslaught X-Men issue and the thing was in its entirety, Right. I was, like, what is going on? This is the greatest thing ever. Like, and I was like that's my comic book heroine. Is that afternoon? I can tell you like exactly. Like, I was going to confirmation class for church. Really? My mom took me there after school, and I remember opening that thing, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, it was like the skies parted, and I was like, "This is the coolest moment ever." So, ever since then, I've been like looking for it. It happens occasionally, and not to like jerk you off or anything, but like Superior Spider-Man number 19 Mm -hmm. was one of the issues where I was like fuck yes, everything's coming together and this is awesome. No, thank you. And I think there was a Thor a couple years ago. Which Thor? I think number 11 or something, it's where like Thor has a conversation with ghost Steve Rogers.
2: The Straczynski or the... yeah. Okay, and it
0: was like Olivier Coipel or however. Yeah. I have the fucking Coipel, worst
2: time. Coipel. Well, I assume it is because he's French, and I took yeah. a lot of French. Okay, well, there you go. One of my friends would call him Oliver Coipel, and it was driving me was crazy. <laughs> I was like, "It's French. It's Olivier Coipel." He's like, "You don't know that." I was like, "Pretty sure it's Ali- He's French. Huh? He's from France. It's Olivier." Ugh. I hate my
1: friends. Yeah, I hate them too. Yeah. You should replace your friends with Olivier Cropel. I'm trying to. Yeah, and then give me a sketch. My mother's texting
2: us. us. She she wanted me to say uh, to McDade, she thinks you're cute.
1: Well, she's not wrong. She <laughs> likes the big boys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did
2: you should text her back that you're discussing how they never did anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were very good about buying us art supplies and stuff. It's just like... I never had, well, I had He-Man toys when I was little, but then beyond that, like, all my friends were getting Ninja Turtle toys, and they'd just be like, you don't take care of that stuff.
0: I think my parents went through a bit of that phase, too, because, like, I'm the youngest of five. Uh So, like, they were just like, uh, so I think once I proved to them that I didn't go through phases, Mm -hmm. then they were okay with it,
2: because it was like I didn't. Oh, I went through phases. Oh, I was, they were right. They they were Like yeah. everything that I did uh, I mean I was I always drew So they knew that So they would keep me supplied with paper And pencils and everything But anything else I would just get obsessed with something Momentarily And then it would be something else the next day Like when And also with Ninja Turtles I had a weird thing with playing with These toys also Where most kids You know you see kids and they're like ah, They're fighting you know my whole thing was take them i'd like to i'd try to like build them like a set and then i'd have them all hanging off it like it was like a moment in the battle oh cool and then it would just and then it would be done and i'd be like <laughs> <laughs> now what you know i don't know if that's normal or if other kids do that but that was but then once I built the thing and it was done, then I was done with those toys. Uh, oh. But I also think that in a way it was good for me because then I would I did I do remember they wouldn't buy me Ninja Turtles or whatever, so I ended up making like, you know, paper doll Ninja Turtles that, you know I'd draw them. And
1: that sounds like a girl thing to do—making paper action figures. Hell Why yeah? did you do that? That I sounds don't know. terrible. For me, it was fun. I was drawing. I hate that idea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait. No, I don't, because I still do that. Oh, yeah, what the <laughs> hell? I spent way too much time. Oh, doing it took it to <laughs> I didn't understand yet. Yeah. Which,
0: where the fuck is my banshee?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. You better make it. I, don't I didn't wanna, show I him. Wanna, I wanna, Oliver
2: making. ripped one of the legs off Superior Spider Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's cool. He, that's I
2: awesome. had it, I had it. I kept it from him for so long, and then you know how you turn your back for a
1: second, and you're like, how did you even get that in your hand, much less rip the leg off in that, at that speed? He was like, so I've got this paper figure that I really got to find a way to get rid of, so I'm going to set it down and turn my back for just a second, Yeah, and all my problems will be well, taken care of. Well,
2: Oliver forward. is a, he's a destroy machine, 100%. 100% of the time, he destroys. If you give him something, it will be destroyed. I like him. That's why he likes his Hulk hands. <laughs> he puts oh, those on awesome. and he just goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how he knows Super... It's really weird. He knows... Like the other day, Superman came on the TV for the the DVD or the Blu-ray coming out. Mm-hmm. And he right away is like, Superman. I was like, I didn't teach you who Superman is. You slap He's yeah. Like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. He does love Spider-Man. <laughs> he has so much Spider-Man gear. It's insane. And... Oh, you look! There's his boot, Spider-Man boots on the couch. He wanted oh, so, to wear those. I was taking him out to the park. He wanted to wear his snow Spider-Man snow boots. I had to so talk cute. him out of it, but put it, giving him his Spider-Man high tops. Oh, I'm so jealous. My
1: kid just wants nothing to do with Spider-Man. And he just
2: he likes Spider-Man. He says, and he for some reason he sticks his belly out and makes it big and says Hulk Belly. <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, obviously he knows that the Hulk is like huge and that's why, but. <laughs>
0: See that would well, be my it. fear That's one of the reasons why I'm not unsure about children Is I'm just like My kid would be a DC fan Oh right i have to just ship them off somewhere yeah.
2: yeah Well just I mean I think that if you just expose them to the Dude Don't try to sell me on kids This is what parents
0: do Yeah You, should, like, you
2: should really have some kids You should have a lot
1: of They're like kids.
0: be miserable with me
1: Yeah <laughs> I usually do that with most people But you'll never see me doing it with you because I really don't think you... There are people... Yeah, like <laughs> like
2: uh, like my friend Nick Patera, for example. I don't encourage him to have kids. <laughs> I think that
1: would be a mistake. For I everybody. get a lot of people who are like,
0: I think you'd be a really good dad. And I'm just like, we haven't spent enough time together.
1: <laughs> you could be a good dad, Sean. You could. You would have to change some things in your life. What do you think I
0: would have to change?
1: Everything. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, you have to change everything. <laughs> yeah. You have what to you steal think? time to read comic books.
1: That's one of the things. I used to be just like you, Sean. Oh, I
2: Today, that's why I it. said at the end of at the end of X Men Omega, I was reading it, but Oliver was yelling at me and hitting me with Hulk hands, <laughs> and so I was just like trying to read it as fast as I could. And at the end, I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I finished it. <laughs> you know?
1: Do you have your arm locked? I would up. just
2: I would just go hold on, Daddy's reading. Hold on. Because he was also watching, he was watching Monsters University and what he would, every, you know, how kids are, every 15 minutes he needs to like spaz out for five minutes and then go back to watching it. Yeah. And I happened to be reading, I had read like four issues in peace and then that last one he just was all over me. So consider that I made it through, what was it,
1: 47 issues? What is this story?
2: Yeah, you're, I'm amazed at how people do, because I say that on Twitter all the time. I'm like, how do you? Guys, read so many comics. It was hard. Maybe yeah. you're just a
0: better dad.
1: <laughs> well, even before. <laughs> your face. I hate you, number one. <laughs> and number two, I had a day off last week right. because I was uh, I didn't mean you. I just, I just meant people on uh, Twitter. I won't go into detail. but uh, No, go up. into detail. Yeah. Please. I was blowing ass most <laughs> of the day. Right. So <laughs> the great thing about that is that an iPad is really portable. Oh, yeah.
2: That's I've. I've, I mean, for a while there, I was having because I I don't really go to the store very often because there not aren't very many very close to here. Mm -hmm. So before I got the i, I would say that my reading of comics increased by like two hundred percent once I got an iPad just because I see Sean and plus I like to read. I like to read a lot of different things at the same time. Like so, I'll read one issue of something, one issue of something else, and this way. You know, when you're finished with a comic, you're like, I don't want to go upstairs and get that other one
1: but now I'm just like, Oh,
2: well, so I'm we'll done with read. that. Now I'll read another swamp thing, now I'll read you know, whatever.
1: But Sean Sean's doesn't well, he's ever, a collector. He doesn't right? ever want to see the end of paper. I, no, so, I don't either.
0: Like, collectors a weird because I don't know. I mean, I yeah. guess if
2: you absolutely are, I see the, the condition that these comics are in. I don't. He I mean, doesn't. He's not
0: fucking beating online though for some of the stuff I do like the giant He's got size
1: a giant size X Men number one, and he likes to abuse it Just on the me, internet. Like people, do do uh, crazy. Like I said, a can of pop on top. Of it. Well, <laughs> how much about? is it worth? I don't know. His copy I, is probably. One. It's probably worth a few hundred bucks. I don't. Oh, well. But, a, I mean, it's not a... It's name like Tuchan,
0: Loveland Wine, wink.
1: Mm. Right.
4: Wink.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird, because I guess, like... Because I see some people online where I'm just like, holy shit, like, get a grip, man. But I guess if somebody were to come into my house and look like, at the Marvel room, they'd be like, you got a fucking... Issues. Literally issues. Of comics. Oh, he does.
1: Oh, I'm going to edit that out. That's
0: good. High five. No, but I mean I'm well aware of the fact that I've probably got something wrong with me to where I feel it necessary to like.
2: I don't think something's wrong. with <laughs> I think that there's just – I've noticed that. Like I just have some friend – like one of my best friends all growing up. He wasn't – it wasn't comic books but it was always – like he he and I were both into baseball cards. I liked to read the statistics cuz there was no internet, you know. Mm-hmm. He liked to keep them in boxes in perfect condition in order, mm-hmm. you know. And and then later we both got really into music. Well, then he had every CD and they were all lined up perfectly and it looked really nice and you know, I had like a book of CDs that were all over the place. I don't know where they are now, you know, like all scratched up I and everything. Know. You're you're the one with them all in pristine condition. Yeah, I lived with him in college, and his room was like it felt like a safe haven because it was so nice, and he liked having us come in there, and he would clean up after you while you were in there. Oh, yeah. So like I'd go in there, he'd have his he'd have a coffee table, he'd have magazines laid out like all of his music magazines. Wow. Uh, perfect, like a doctor's office. So I'd go in, I'd just like <laughs> sit down, I'd kick back, start reading the magazine. I'd finish it, not thinking, I'd just like set it next to me on the bed. And I wouldn't notice that he was doing it, but he'd just like come over, casually grab it, put it back where it belonged, you know. Like he'd be like, game. you want to hear this music? You know, you want to hear this song? I've got the CD right here, you know, and then he'd put it on,
1: whatever. Let's talk about Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, let's get to that. <laughs> we should do that. So, uh, okay, now... We gave you as our first guest, Mm -hmm. hopefully in a long run of guests, Mm -hmm. first crack at selecting what you wanted to talk about. You
0: are immediately getting on the phone with every pro you know after this, and you're going to be like, "Ignore those two, (laughs) yeah, fucking
1: idiots." (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Please don't do that. Tell them the opposite. No, tell them that. Okay, you guys. Because they'll do the opposite. I'll hook you up. So, you picked. The Astonishing X-Men from the Age of Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Why that story?
2: Because it's um, it's very early Joe Mad, who is one of my all-time favorite artists. Uh, I had read it, um, but I didn't really remember much from it, and I just kind of wanted to revisit what his stuff looked like early on, because, you know, as a fan of artists, I like to um, see where they came from and what they turned into and obviously there there is some there, the thing that he does is there it's involved in his art like it's the three dimensionality of his characters mm-hmm. this, the proportions and the cartooniness is all there but it's just not as refined as it became and so it's really cool to see how he you know start where he started from yeah for me
0: I'd like to know how you can design such a sweet sunfire mm-hmm. and then morph. <laughs> did he design more? I, I don't
2: know if he did. I mean, they, I assumed maybe just because they were part of his. I remember reading about – and his the designs, they don't necessarily hold up. Not Some of
1: them do. I still think Blink is a cool costume. Um, yeah, this – I was just looking at – like this is the page I left off on when – when we, when I turned it on before we started recording, but uh-huh. uh, this page is awesome, yeah, it's half blink, but uh, she's cool, it's definitely a 90s character, yeah.
2: I guess I think he did design all of the characters, like they he'd seem to go back to that the ring around the neck with the circles on it, yeah, he's got saber tooth with it, he's got Magneto. 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 <laughs> yeah, Morph has it. Oh, and Wild Child has it like Oh, I didn't pick up
1: on that. Rogue has it.
2: Yeah, so maybe maybe that's all just because Magneto's the leader. So he just So kinda... it's a
1: design element for the team? Yeah.
2: Um But I would was... know some of them
1: don't have much to their costumes, but some of them do. I
2: don't know. There's cool stuff with it though.
1: You're right though, that Sunfire costume. Man, I...
0: Maybe Morphs was based off of Changeling. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he looked like in the initial... We're the worst X-Men podcast ever because we don't do any <laughs> research. I'm just you mean like, Changeling I... from the Silver Age? I think I can remember all this stuff from 20 years. Don't you worry about it.
1: Yeah, we got this down. Morph... I hate him so much. Yeah, I think I hate him, too. I liked him in the Exiles book, but... uh so this whole thing is, that is, it is the age of the apocalypse <laughs> by name, you know, and it's supposed to be pretty heavy, and this goofball just keeps dialing yeah. down the tension yeah. way too far. Yeah,
2: but I right. think that that's, he goes past the necessary amount of levity to, into complete silliness. Like, it's like, it's like if you just all of a sudden have Bugs Bunny in the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, my yeah. kid might die. Wow,
1: You know? They do address it later on. I forget if it's issue three or four. They kind of he starts to get bummed yeah. They start towards the end. Yeah, and they yeah. keep
2: being like he can't be funny. But then they don't really. I wish they would have dealt with it. Like I felt like they were going in a direction of like maybe him doing something heroic or something. But he's still just like he was just kind of a vehicle for them to get around. And like that was the one thing that I did like about. Well, all right, I had some issues with him because. First of all, he's obnoxious. Second of all, it, he can seemingly morph into anything. Now I haven't figured out how that could be used to take down the the empire or the apocalypse and everybody, but I'm sure there's a way. Yeah. You know, especially I mean when he there should be like a size constraint because he morphed into a damn giant whale, which yeah. was awesome. And I would have killed to draw a bunch of X Men jumping out of a whale's mouth. All <laughs> right. But I'm just thinking like that's a little I don't know. That and the like I said, the Blink not blinking the uh, the refugees away was driving
1: me crazy too. Like Well that was off mic, so we should cover that again. Oh Yeah, so Blink's basically her power is that she can So Blink and Morph are both characters that were debuted in this series, is that right? Do I understand that correctly? I don't no. think they
2: debuted in the
0: series. Blink debuted in the Phalanx Covenant, but she was the one that was killed, but she was the one that everyone was like, that oh, was sweet. We shouldn't have right. done that. And so she became a badass and a fan favorite in Age of Apocalypse, but they didn't bring her back, I don't think. You can mangle it. I really don't that care. That cover is so cool. Um, And I think Morph was based off of Changeling, maybe, but I think everybody just immediately went to the cartoon.
2: Right. Well, Lovedell, it seemed like that was what he wanted to do with it. Yeah. You know, he gets pretty wacky with the stuff that he does.
0: He was a, um, before he got into comics, he tried his hand at stand-up comedy, which is yeah. why
2: the morph thing might be. Get out His, his yeah. comedy was anything like morph, I
0: can see why he <laughs> left that
1: profession. He is the uh, Gallagher of the comic industry. <laughs>
0: You're really ruining my chances here, Jerry. Confession oh. time, Stegman. Yeah, because of the age that I grew up, that dude's my favorite writer. Love Del? Oh yeah. no, I love Love Del. Okay, yeah. I Everybody agree. else gives me crap for it because you know. No, I, yeah.
2: I, uh, I understand that. The I, advent of the internet has made that guy. It's strange to me how much of a pariah he is. Considering I, you know, I just
0: think it's a generational thing, where maybe the generation that's like reading this DC stuff now doesn't know where it came from, and right? Like, I don't know. Or maybe I just have,
1: or maybe I'm just stuck in, like, my 12-year-old taste. Yeah, well, no, I liked him. For me, I, you know, I give you crap about it because I know you're sensitive about it. But still this, this still is really a sensitive. blind spot for me still. we, I mean, we've talked about that before, but a lot of this has gotten a once-over, and I haven't really this spent much time event
0: on. seriously devastated me. Because when I saw the, like, they had an ad that was, like, this realistic painting. Candyman ad. <laughs> <laughs> they had like this realistic painting ad that was like Xavier's funeral but it was like muddy so I couldn't exactly it looked like Quicksilver was there but it was actually Magneto because the way the hair was done and I remember just being like what the fuck and then I pedaled up to the store to like buy the end of that Legion Quest thing that led into it and they were, the lady at the counter was like no they're all cancelled I don't know what's going on and so without any, like, the ability to talk to anyone, it was like, I thought that this was, like, what was happening. I Isn't that kind of cool, though? Like, oh, it was the, awesome yeah, in yeah. retrospect. Yeah. But I took all my toys, like, my X-Men toys, and I, like, mutilated them. Like, Wolverine only had one arm, so I chopped the hand off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they would be, like, the characters or just because you were... So, so they were, like, yeah. the characters. Like,
0: the like Nightcrawler had, like, the tattoo, the red tattoo on his face. So I went and, like, got paint and made the red tattoo on his face. You had a lot of time on your hands as a kid. I didn't have friends, is what you meant to say. I had yeah. one. I had one.
1: It's true. And he was an X-Men fan, right?
0: Yep. All of his comics are in my basement. All, the, of his, this whole, all of his crap's in my basement.
1: The whole time I was reading this, I was just wishing... I mean, this really is the first time I read this whole thing altogether. And uh, I just kept wishing that I was reading it in that moment. You know, not knowing what what was going to happen... Thinking that was the end for the X Men. You know what's how funny? I would be
2: is is uh the the clone saga, the Spider Man clone saga is the opposite because I kind of enjoyed reading it all in a row because I'd read it before I did Scarlet Spider. Uh-huh. Um, and I but I, as I was reading, it, I was like, I can see why if you're reading this in the moment, why everybody hated it so much. Yeah, because first of all, it's super long. It was crazy how long it was. Yeah, and. Second of all, like if you're like if the whole time you're just like, what are they going to fix this or not? Then you're it's just driving you crazy and you're waiting month to month, just like end this thing, you know. <laughs> but as a reader, I enjoyed it because I was like, well, I know that the, the status quo gets replaced or you know fixed, and that, um, and I I can just blast through like nine issues of this in one sitting. Yeah. So. It was more fun, but I but this one would have been more fun to be completely thrown off. I feel like yeah to to not know like to see that it was canceled with yeah. I mean that would kill any kid.
1: Man, you'd be so mad. I mean, this is the biggest thing Marvel was doing at the time, right? right? I mean, Ghost Rider was kind of hot. No, X Men was the X Men was was like the top book, and and we're done.
0: I remember (laughs) by month four, I was like. Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Like, I was into it for, like, the first two months, and then by three and four, I was like, I just want my... Because I remember reading X-Men Omega, and, like, when they finally do the... When Bishop does the time travel part, and, like, you see our storm in Bishop, like, I got, like, excited. Because right. I was just like, there they are! Yeah. Now I have to wait a month. I didn't get misty-eyed like
1: this puss. Hey, you yeah. promised me you wouldn't bring that up.
2: I said it. You, he texted me and said that... Uh, his wife cried at the end of it, and I said she might have some problems.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well. Uh, yeah. I thought. I thought so they those ended... were
0: tears because you ignored the entire family while you read the whole. Yeah. <laughs> I me?
1: did. I mean, you figure fifteen minutes an issue times forty-seven issues. That's that's, that's a, a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I gotta admit. By around the, the third issue of most of these, I was blasting through as fast as I could.
2: Yeah, there was definitely parts where I was... Because I was reading the, the collections, and there were definitely parts where I'd get to a scene and I was like, this is irrelevant, and then yeah. skip it. Although, I, that that's the one thing I will say, is reading this... Because I was reading a lot of the... I didn't do the full... Um, you know, I didn't read everything like you did. I read probably 15 of the issues out of the whole thing. And I... Lobdell's stuff was the best written stuff, I felt like. I felt like, um, I think, who wrote some other stuff? Like, yeah,
1: I wish I had taken notes about who did what title, but Warren Ellis had one of them. Well, Warren I don't, Ellis I don't, had them, the Excalibur one. Yeah, I didn't read Excalibur, that. I didn't read right.
2: anything that wasn't X-Men. Uh, I
1: didn't read the Blink series. Like, I'm sure Nassizier was right. Excalibur ended up being completely irrelevant, as far as I could tell. I, what did Destiny... The whole thing was that they had to go find Destiny and bring her back, but I don't, I don't know what she contributed to the story. The I end. honestly don't remember. Here we go. Like that's that? that's why it was a weak series. Howard Mackey wrote
2: one, and I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. I just kind of felt like he, like Dell seemed really connected to all the characters, obviously because that was what he did all the time. You know, right. I'm sure too, since he was probably one of the
0: quote unquote architects of it, that there was probably maybe some of them were more invested
2: in it where others were like, I don't
0: want to do this.
2: Yeah. yeah. This one drove me crazy. This one just says M- "More Vaughn, Epting, who, like, which Moore would have written this? Because it doesn't give you the actual credits in the issue. It's, uh, Tales from the Age of Apocalypse starring Factor X. Oh, oh, oh by the way, way, Cyclops' design is the worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> in comics. <laughs> that was driving me insane. First of all, is he blind in one eye, or is he just covering one of his eyes with
1: hair? I, Wolverine, well, not only that, but I'm pretty sure the they the on, one
2: of his eyes is closed.
1: Yeah. It's covered. They, there was, early on in Factor X, I think, they show him with three claw marks across that side of his face. Oh, okay. So I think he traded an eye for Wolverine's hand. I think that's oh, the way yeah. it was supposed to have played out. Oh, I remember but that. But later, that it was... does look like the eye is still there when his, he's got the visor off and it Kind of looks okay. like he he still got it, so I don't know what the hell. That no, I remember
0: about. there being like fan uproar because they wanted to see that Cyclops Wolverine fight, and it was never in any of the issues. And like Marvel was basically like, "We'll get to it one day." I maybe. guess the
2: calling him Cyclops and him only having one eye is is all right, but yeah, they would cover it with that hair. And It seemed like they drew him real bulky. Maybe that was just yeah. Um Well, they drew everybody that way in the nineties, I think. Yeah, the, and you know, there's just like that. There's the design sense is so like he's got that one arm with all that cybernetic stuff Mm -hmm. one arm exposed but the cybernetic stuff is just kind of like random and not not really thought out I don't know character design drives me crazy like if it's if it's just random feeling and a lot of well Cyclops in particular Factor X or whatever that was driving me crazy
1: that that was one of my more favorite titles in the series, was the Factor X. But yeah, I didn't really care for his costume at all.
2: I liked his role. I liked how he switched teams and, you know, in the end became one of the heroes.
1: Yeah, I, it must have been a shock, especially for people like Sean, who were big Cyclops fans, to see that he was a big player in, in all of this bringing Apocalypse to rule all of the United States yeah, and North America.
2: Sabretooth was well done in the series. It's the Sabretooth blink relationship. My favorites were... Um,
1: they were like Wolverine and Jubilee. Yeah.
2: were Banshee and Quicksilver. See, I didn't read many of the issues that had just those guys in it.
1: I oh, think the they amazing were
2: just, Like
0: Quicksilver was given the complete opposite personality of the one that he normally has. Yeah. So to me, I was just like, oh, that's nice. And I think Banshee was actually used, so that made me happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was... So this this was the gold team, basically, right?
2: Who? Matavira we and Lobdell? The,
1: um... Amazing. I don't, amazing. Know, if they, I
2: don't know if
0: they really had any separation there. Like, I'm sure there was, like, consistent teams, you know? But I don't think that they're, like, mirroring...
1: You I don't think, think they did? I don't think okay. so. It seems like uh yeah.
2: Now was Wo- Wolverine,
1: Storm and Iceman. Was
2: he just called Weapon X throughout the whole thing? Cuz there was an issue where they started they he's, you know, he just called himself. They they acted like it felt like for a minute they were calling him only Weapon X and then all of a sudden in an issue they were like calling him Wolverine and I was wondering if that was a there was a lot of typos in this.
1: <laughs> Did you notice that? I, I didn't pick up on it.
2: Uh, lots. I think maybe, I don't know what happened. They are probably just pumping these things out so fast.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much lead time they would have on a story like this. Like, what these days, what would you expect if they were going to do a four-issue mini that went across the entire line like this? When do you think you would start that in advance of when it hit the, the shelf? Nine
2: months? Mm, no, you... No, no. Six? No. Nope. You'll probably get three months lead time. So by by the time that the, you're doing the fourth issue, the first two are probably... By the time that you're midway through the fourth issue, the first two are probably out. Hope, okay. If everything's going accordingly, I seem to... I seem to cut it pretty close in yeah. general. You're talking about
1: the art end of it, though, right? Yeah. So for the writers, like, they have these big... This would be something they cover at the writers' retreats. Yeah. Right? And that would be how far in advance, do you think?
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they... I think they do the one, like, every six months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Maybe it's once... Yeah, I think it's once every six months or so. So they probably would be out ahead by, like, a year or six months at least. Mm-hmm but that's just speculation cuz right. i don't pay much Resume. attention i know that they when they do them and then uh you know you tend to find out what you're working on next <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you ever get like to those types of things do they like as a courtesy offer out that hey you can show up if you want to no no,
2: n- no th- there's uh, they're they're. It's mostly just writers. Okay, because I saw the picture that Bendis posted had
0: Scotty Young in it.
2: Oh yeah, he he went this year, and that was, um, I think that that's pretty rare. But he writes also, which is why I think, um, you know, and he's been at the company for a long, long time, and I think that they they like his ideas and his uh, sort of. Demeanor about comics, so they just thought he would be a good addition to the room. But I mean, it's pretty exclusive who goes uh, writer-wise, even.
0: Mm-hmm. that be a bummer. I don't
2: even know if I would want to go. They sound grueling from everything that I hear. Well, I'm sure,
0: like Ted, like I mean, a person like me, I'm like that'd be so much fun. But to you, you'd be like, I got a lot of shit to do. But, like <laughs> yeah, somebody just
2: know. fucking send me an email. Well, it's just like,
1: tell I me mean, what you want me to drop
2: Yeah, exactly. I'd I'd enjoy it for like a day, but I think they go on for like two or three days, and that feels like it would be too much. Although I did do the artist training program with Klaus Jansen and Howard Chaikin, and and that was three days, and it was awesome. Wow. Like, we just kind of hung out in a room, and they told us crazy stories about back in the day. (laughs) I bet they
1: did. Howard especially. Did they have you draw? Yeah, were they like make it more squiggly, more squiggly? No, no, no.
2: They were. It was more like about, it was about storytelling. Essentially, they were like we we would do layouts for you know problematic scripts that they knew were problematic just so that they could see what your think thought process was on oh, it. Okay.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Did, Did they it, give you Age of Apocalypse as one of their problem scripts? No, it wasn't problematic in that way. It would be like clearly there's too
2: much information. For this page, clearly the writer didn't think through this thing. It's like kind of seeing how you could possibly fix something that somebody didn't do the right way or whatever.
1: Say something, Sean. Get us back on track.
0: I don't know if I'm going to get us back on track, but like.
1: Oh, here we go. This is where the magic happens. (laughs) This is the
0: deviations. No, um, I don't. Shit. I had something, but then I lost it.
1: Wow. See, Um, this is you being in the room. Ryan, that's what that's I didn't what this totally claim on. No. What do you mean? But you did a little bit. Oh yeah. You would have remembered. Probably not. I'm trying to make him feel. Let's nervous. talk
2: more about Joe Maturera's art.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. Because you you thought he was probably 20 or around 20 when he did this. I right?
2: yeah I can't. It's let's see.
1: Uh, let's make him sound younger than he is. He he would like that.
2: I don't know how old he is he might only be like 38 years old right now oh
1: are you kidding me i guess that makes sense
2: so he'd be six years older than me and this was 1995 so i'd have been 14 so he would have been 20 yeah wow that's crazy you know what i was doing at age 20 i do nothing (laughs) literally i was not i was in college but not going to class I was drawing some, like in the summer. I would convince myself to draw for like a week, and then I'd go back to being human garbage. Sparty.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So at twenty, well, you
2: seem to have it because I
0: have this thing. Like when I, because when I found out that you were my age, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, because you know, kid, yeah, married, <laughs> I can has a job at Marvel. And I'm like, because I do that at work all the time, too. Like, I'm walking around the halls, and I'm just like, everyone my age, Or, like, when people older than me call me sir or whatever, because right. I'm a manager. Like, I'm just like, you guys realize that, like, I got fucking Spider-Man socks on right now?
2: Yeah. I get it at a lot of conventions where somebody, like, you know, a lot of the fans are way older than me, and they'll, they'll be like, Mr. Stegman, and You know, like, ugh. Oh, that's, uh, but... I gotta like there is a part of me
0: that's like I, there has to be an age cut off where like when I go to conventions I can't like get a book signed or anything like there has to be a point where I'm yeah. just like yeah I don't know about. I mean
2: I thought that for a while but I'm it's, it's only because I don't get things autographed like that's cause like I said I'm not a collector really I feel like I can't possibly understand it and it seems to make them happy so whatever you know, I don't think that there can be a cutoff. I, it's the same way with NBA players and baseball players. Like, I do have a little bit part of me that does not like to idolize an athlete that's younger than me. I you know, do. Like, oh. I have
0: that problem with music. <laughs> like, if there's musicians that come yeah. out that are younger than me, I'm just like, what do you fucking know about the
2: world? Exactly. Get out of here? Or I will, like,. A LeBron James. In my head, he's like 10 years older than me. Yeah. But he's five years younger or something crazy. All right. Well, that
0: makes me feel a little bit better because it makes me feel like I'm not the only person, you know, that kind of has that, like, thinks that everyone's – I just think everybody's older than me.
2: Yeah, that's (laughs) – I think that's my immaturity, like my neighbor's. my wife is like they're not that much older than you and I'm like no they're they're all really old and she's like no I don't think so and I'm like hmm I think I'm just immature so I just assume
0: now okay do you have any type of because I always hear these like interviews with Stanley where he's like he never wanted to tell anybody what he did for a living because he was like embarrassed about it so do you think there's like I mean do you ever like like do your
2: neighbors know what you do or like I don't think so because I don't we don't, uh, we're not very friendly, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know my neighbors very well. Um, I know that my wife went out with one of the neighbors and she was somehow found out what I did. And she, you know, she had kids, so she thought it was neat. But no, I, I don't really, it's kind of a hard, I don't not want to tell people. Um, but you get a lot of the same questions when you tell people, like, for some reason it's the strangest thing to me but i guess it's just because i'm inside and i understand how it works but there's this the question that you get the most often when you tell somebody that you draw comics is do you write the words too like do you write the words on the page too is what they mean right and i'm just like why is that your question like what a weird place for your mind to go immediately like why? Hmm. Like, when I was, no, I draw the pictures. When I was a kid, I didn't realize that these are bigger. The what are bigger? The pages. Oh, like, when did you, you make when a big drawing. page? And oh then it gets yeah, down. yeah, So I was like, "Oh." <laughs> That's yeah. what I pictured That's what. Uh, yeah, until I saw it in a magazine or something, I I assumed the same. You know, you draw it. Uh, I draw on my comics on typing paper when I was a kid. Aaron's yeah. about to come in and disrupt everything. That's okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, I... The other thing is, and this is going to sound egotistical, but if you tell somebody that you draw comics and they have no follow-up questions, they're probably not a very interesting person. (laughs) 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 I had Nick tell me that, that he went out on a date with a girl, and he said, he said, uh, it was a disaster. It was awful. We had nothing in common. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, the first thing she asked me was what I do for a living, and I said I draw comics, and she just said, oh, <laughs> like, that is weird, right? Like, if you don't have a follow-up yeah. for that, like, you know, even if you said to me, I'm a plumber, I'd be like, I'd have a follow-up question about what that entails, you know what I mean? Like if it's, So do you like having shit on your You, you did ask me if I was a doctor with hey. a concerned tone. Yeah. I <laughs> 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 like, uh, this whole time I didn't know if he was a doctor, what the hell? No. I'd but make you, a great doctor. Yeah, with those crazy eyes. <laughs> Air, I think Aaron's coming in and trying to be quiet. I didn't hear anything. Hi. can't get rid Uh-oh. of you,
3: McDade.
1: Sorry.
2: Aaron, this is Sean. This is... Hi. You Hi.
1: know who. <laughs> oh, Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> I brought you a present from Sean and I. It's not for you. It's, it's for, for Oliver. That'd be good. Oh, cars. I was just thinking we need to get him some cars for...
0: So you know what they're okay. going to do. They're not going to show them to him. they yeah. so <laughs> to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: would. Yeah.
0: I'd be alright with, right with that.
1: I'm not alright with that. i don't care. I'm going to give them to him when he wakes up. You tell them that they are from us. Okay. And that he's not allowed to share with his punk little brother.
2: Oh, yeah. He's going to hate him. <laughs> so much.
1: Yeah, that's the fun part. That's yeah. the part you can't prepare yourself for is how much they're going to fight.
2: Oh, two boys, one of them being that much older too, three years. Oh, that it's means they're going to be in school together, but the other one's going to have the big head start to like
4: maybe,
0: yeah. oh. when I went into high school, my older brother had gone to the same high school as me and I just got mercilessly shit on by the seniors because they hated really? my brother. Oh. And then finally one day I just snapped and I was like, you guys don't like him, I fucking lived with him for 17 years. Cool.
2: <laughs> and it kind of all cleared up after that yeah. <laughs> my sister was two years older than me and it kind of at first she was kind of normal she had a, but then like by senior year she was like one of the kids that dressed weird and stuff and so I got a little shit for that girls dressed weird
0: like how dressed weird
2: I don't know just she like goth or something? Shop. Oh. you know the the Rad Dudes is what they called them.
1: <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah.
2: I don't know what the hell it was. I don't know what that means. I just I just know that I didn't... I just was like a, dressed like a normal kid, but I had holes in my jeans one day and some kid bumped into me and was fucking radical. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I, I think you're mistaking me for my sister or something. I don't know. <laughs>
0: the hell did you go to school that holes in jeans suddenly made you yeah like
2: exactly it made no sense i went like to a private school oh
0: i it wasn't that great yeah i graduated with like 20 kids really yeah my class was so small man i had like 400
2: 500 something
0: i was the only public school transplant though so i was the
4: badass
2: because you had experienced what yeah. a soft school. Oh yeah. yeah! Holy cow! Yeah, the kid that reads X Men comics <laughs> and has one friend.
1: Ooh, he's a loner. Hey,
0: I got more friends in high school, but I'm saying yeah. the one that was into comics. The rest of the kids were into, you know, I was even anti other companies then. I had it's I only had weirdo. one
2: friend that was into comics. He's still a good friend of mine. He's a um. But he was the only other one. He'd go to the store with me, and it just... We couldn't gel because he only bought Spider-Man comics and did not care at all who the artist was or know the names. It would drive me fucking crazy because I'd be like, well, who drew that one? John Romita Jr.? He'd be like, who?
0: (laughs) Don't you understand? That's how I feel when Jerry starts naming off, like, anchors and... You don't know that stuff? I, I try, but, like, I, don't, I because of the behind-the-curtain thing with music, like, this was, like, the one thing where I was, like, I oh, don't know. That's why even, like, meeting people at times, that's right. probably why the first two times I ever came up to your table, it was already awkward, and then it got even weirder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was fine. At least I don't remember it. The
0: first that. one you do not even remember, because I think I just came up to the table and then got that phone call left. Right. And uh, I think the second one... You like might have been like, thanks, but I think it was the fact that I led with the fact that I don't like kids, and then I was like, "But yours seems all right." Oh no, no, no! I thought that was funny. I remember that. I (laughs) do. And I walked away, and I was like, "That's my go-to when I walk away from tables at cons." You know exactly what's going through my head, and I was (laughs) like, "Stupid, stupid." (laughs) why (laughs) are you you such an idiot?" (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, but doing? it's. I think it's honestly because every other scenario I'm like kind of okay in as yeah. far as like being able to bullshit my way. But because I don't understand, like I, and it's not that I don't care. Okay, it's like the
2: process of making this to me. It's like
0: I don't know if I want to know.
2: Yeah, I agree. No, I I've said that about meeting my favorite artists because, and it's not like I'm afraid they'll be a dick or something, but I do kind of want them to be inaccessible to me for so you know like in a way of like i just rather i don't want to feel like i'm on an equal playing field with them like i want them to be like on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and me to be like shrunken underneath them like whoa you know
0: it's so weird too because like in that scenario of like conventions like you're just walking up and down and like i like Artist Alley is like either the greatest thing or like Your I just feel is, like yeah. the fucking biggest jerk. Because like you go there with like a certain amount and I'm just, I don't know, like you see people and it's like I get it man, I get why you're like throwing this book at me and
2: like you've got to make enough money to well, be able to make it back home. Before pe- before I did Spider-Man, you know obviously that made a lot more people come to my table and, and it really started with Scarlet Spider. But prior to that, I definitely felt like, I don't know if I want to do conventions anymore. Because what happened was, I went to a, Aaron's mom was doing some crafts show. And we went there, and I was like, this is exactly like a con- comic convention. Like, they're all trying to sell you their craft, and it looks just like it. And I was like, these convention things, they're, it's like a glorified craft show. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh like I could just I should just stay home and work on my stuff and then now I understand it more from the from the meeting the fans aspect but when I you know when you don't have any fans you're just there trying to sell people stuff that they don't really want in the first place yeah so yeah it was it was rough but now it's it's more fun because I have stuff that I've done and I can sign it for them and talk to people about it and stuff like that but I mean before it was like I'd just be there at my table for two hours with nobody coming by and then I get up and walk around for a little bit and then go back and just hope I could get like a hundred dollars somehow.
1: Somebody loses it. In and then front I'd of get your that table. hundred bucks and I'd be like, Aaron, <laughs> hundred bucks. We're only uh
2: we're only down, you know, four hundred dollars on this trip. You know? Yeah.
0: But I don't know. Plus, I never know, like, too, like, you go up to somebody's table and it's just like, it could go one way, or it could, I could have my dance lot experience, or I could have McLean dance. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I, I don't know, like, that's, I tried It's not very that it was a bad
0: experience it was just an uncomfortable
2: silent right. <laughs> experience well he's a shy play I'm assuming with yeah guy. he was
0: he was yeah. really and I'm in that scenario shy like right. normally everywhere else I'm not shy I probably yeah. offer up too much information but in those I'm like I really like what you drew Yeah, and he's just like thanks <laughs> like, and then he whispered at me too he was like really cold and he was just like thanks <laughs>
2: I I was like, I don't know where to go from here. The thing, the thing that I have difficulty with is you can get in this zone where you're signing and you're talking to people and you're almost on autopilot and then you, you get like low energy because it's just how the day goes. Sometimes you just start to, you know, you're winding down, you're getting tired. And it's so hard because you have to, you have to re-energize because you don't want somebody to have that experience with you where you're just kind of like thanks you know and not making eye contact or whatever because mm-hmm. that's the thing too is you'll start signing and i won't i'll realize oh i gotta look up and say something you know because I, I want them to have like a memory of the situation i don't, don't want them looking at the top of my head yeah but then there's that guy online remember <laughs> and we, yeah. i was fighting with that guy online because he said because I tried so hard at those things. And he was saying that he had a bad experience with me. And first he said that I was charging like $200 for a head sketch. I said, that's absolutely untrue. I was charging like 40 and And uh, he said, he said, uh, you want me to show you your, the picture of your sign on your table? And I said, absolutely. And then he said, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was wrong, but I, I, you still were rude to me. And I was like, no. I was like, there's no way I was rude to you because that's all I try to do is not, you know, be as friendly as possible. Because, yeah, you know, in general, that's how I am. So if I come across as like, you know, like I'm a pretty outgoing guy. So if I don't talk, it's because I'm like I've run out of energy. But that's what I'm. I try to avoid all the time. So and I knew at this one show that he was talking about that I had been as high energy upbeat as possible so I just went back and forth with him and for whatever reason I refused to drop it you know like you can't drop these things I was like no no I I did not treat you poorly I know for a fact I was like I don't know which person you were but I did not treat anybody poorly at that show you know and then he said alright well we'll agree to disagree and I was like no no I don't agree to disagree I just disagreed uh, with you cause you're wrong <laughs> So now I'm sure that guy hates me, but whatever. He's one guy. I think that he was. I think that he was definitely in the wrong in that scenario, and everybody was telling him he was in the wrong, and he he also refused to drop it. So,
1: I think I said some mean things to him because I was there for a lot of that show.
2: Well, then Nick Patera came was... in and said something that I was like, "You idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> I like had to. I almost got to the point where I was going to start apologizing to the guy.
1: Oh no! Did he boy 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 him?
2: No, he said, uh, because the guy had said, I said, he said that he couldn't get a sketch from me. And I said, because, you know, they were too expensive or whatever. And I said, well, I have a a price for full bodies. I have a price for headshots. And then I do free Sharpie sketches for kids, which now I've just turned that into free Sharpie sketches for anybody. Because the prices, you know, we kind of keep raising them just because, you know, demand is higher and... Mm -hmm. I want to do less work, and I want to do more signing and talking to people, and uh, so I, so I said I'd do that for kids, and he said, "Well, I brought my daughter up to the table, and you didn't do one for her." And I was like, "Well, then I don't know what to tell you. You didn't ask me to." Uh, and and then Nick Patera said something about don't don't bring your uh, shitty kid by Ryan's table and expect a sketch or something. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that made me feel bad that would have infuriated me if somebody said that to me so I was just like Nick you know that's that's maybe not great
0: yeah it's <laughs> gonna be weird too like the moment where you suddenly realize that like people are paying attention so you have to suddenly like change up your yeah. but like other people don't get
2: it that like yeah. I you know
0: I don't know that'd worry me
2: I didn't he didn't Nick to be fair Nick did not tag the guy he was just saying <sighs> <laughs> the lesson of the day is don't bring your oh, shitty dude. kid up there. I think
0: I remember <laughs> actually seeing that. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I was like, "Oh, Nick, please delete it." I think he did
0: delete it too. Because I always, I, I always worry like if all of a sudden some type of like professional or whatever suddenly follows me on Twitter, I'm just like,
2: "Oh, please, no." <laughs> I, I I felt that way for a little while when uh when like any professionals would start following me because I just say a lot of inane stuff on there, you know, and I don't, and I won't, and I actually used to say a lot more stupid stuff.
0: you yeah, like, 90% of my feed is dick jokes. Yeah, please. but
2: don't. now there's there's definitely more of a voice in the back of my head being like, is this necessary? You know, is this dumb joke about taking a dump necessary or whatever? <laughs> yeah. If it's a good joke, I'll go with it, but if it's not very good, I'll cut it out.
1: I think you should just listen to your inner demons and put it all out there.
2: That's what Nick and Tommy think. They're always telling me you should tweet them.
1: Appreciate.
2: Everybody seems to just like immediately have a fully formed opinion on something that they're uninformed about, Mm -hmm. and that's what drives me crazy. The other day when I was standing in that
0: fucking line for Thor, what? Like, well, when I I I was in line for like seven hours to see some screening of Thor because I i suck and uh that was when that miss marvel news broke oh yeah and my feed was just like a flurry of white guys going sure i'm happy to see that there's not another old white dude writing it and i'm just like wait that's, that's i mean it's cool that she's writing it and it's awesome but like who is writing it i don't know her name I'd have to look i can look up who's writing the new miss Marvel i mean,
1: do it, let's, McDade. Let's race on our phones.
0: Um, But, so I just tweeted something out about how, like, you know, like, before we immediately, as white guys, jumped to the, let's screw all those old white guys, like, remember that, like, nobody's been to fucking OWA, but they seem okay to write Green Lantern like yeah. the fucking storytellers. And I was immediately getting, like, I'm
2: just like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, well, I'm I just had, saying... I had people pile on me yesterday about the tweet about, um... I was just... Uh, I had a guy come up to me at New York Comic Con and he goes to school for comic book art. And he said, I just wanted to ask you because obviously you have your wife here and you have a kid. He said, my teacher told me that you can never be have a career in comics and have a uh, family. And I was like, that's awful. That's not true. And I said that on Twitter. I said that that was irresponsible of that teacher. And then other people started saying... You think that you could break in with when having a kid, and I was like, "No, that's not what I said." I said you can have a family when you're doing comic books because breaking in is something different. Which it goes without saying that you don't have a kid until you can support said kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did and you take uh, heat for that. N- well, no, I only replied that directly to okay. people. I wasn't gonna fight with people about that because that's just that's just common sense. So, you know, you can say. Well, some people don't mean to have kids, whatever. Well, you did. So now I'm going to get shit for this being on the podcast.
1: Nobody's going to hear this. Oh. (laughs) How many listeners do you guys have? A few hundred, probably. Really? Maybe. I don't know. A few hundred. Anyway,
2: yeah. Twitter is the... Lots of opinions, lots of fighting. I... Nothing. I I had the absolute best
0: intentions when I signed up for Twitter, and man, I gave out a comic. Dan Slot retweeted me giving out a comic code, and suddenly overnight, I had like 150 new followers. Oh, really? And I was just like, all right, let's give this a shot, and that just turned into a shit show. I, my problem is, is like my tone. I think online is like angry, and I'm not.
2: I just like it. I I just like it when you make fun of McDavid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too. it's been damn. too long I, I feared for a while that I was
0: uh, taking it a little too far I think there was a tweet once where you you tweeted out that you were going jogging and I caught it like two hours later and you hadn't tweeted anything and I was like hey everybody my you went jogging about two hours ago I hope he died <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I love that so no, there Dan was, had a common collection so is he pretty pumped out
2: um yeah, it was strange because he never expressed any of that to me. And then well, my dad's just one of those guys that like plays it close to the vest. Yeah. Like I had this um revelation when I like this was like 5 years ago where I was I was talking to Scotty Young and I was just kind of joking about it and I was like, "Yeah, my dad would never take me to the movie theater and then I was like here I was like listing the movies that he took me to and as I was listing them I was like oh my god my dad's a huge Bill Murray fan and he never <laughs> told me that he would just take me to every Bill Murray movie but that was it those are the only movies he'd take me to uh-huh. and then I was talking about the other movies that he watches at home and it turns out it's not uh he doesn't like he likes action movies but what he really likes is martial arts movies and I hadn't put that together like I just was like okay we like Van Damme okay we like Chuck Norris we like Steven Seagal you know and we both were into those mm-hmm. but I was also into you know other action movies but those were the ones that he was obsessed with and I was like you do you like martial arts he was like oh yeah I'm like alright so and when, when he when I got into comics he was like oh I have all these comics in the attic I was like what why the hell would you give me those and he was just like I don't know and so he brought him down. He had all these old books and all kinds of old comics. And he was a big uh, Sp- Spider-Man fan. Um, my mom told me that when she started dating him in college, that he had a bunch of Spider-Man posters in his dorm room, hmm. which I would have never known. Uh, he, I guess he was into the he was into Daredevil, Spider-Man, and the Fantastic Four. Um, it, he had five brothers, and. the two older ones were like the ones that he kind of you know was close with the other ones there was a gap in age there was a gap in age um, between him and the younger ones but he and his two older brothers they all had their specific ones so like Ken liked Fantastic Four also but he was also big into Thor and then Dan was into the X-Men you know and all that stuff and so like they they each had their own character that they were specifically into Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so that that was you know kind of a revelation when I found out all that especially that he because I was big into Spider-Man and then the fact that uh, I found out that he was into
1: Spider-Man was pretty crazy I keep having dreams that my dad is into comics but they never come true dad was into girls. Yeah, yeah. you got into divorced? a lot of girls? Are your are your parents divorced? <laughs>
2: yeah. So yeah. he he uh, yeah. c- carried that tradition on for a long time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There are uh, there are eight other McDades running around. Oh, how many how many different mothers? Uh, at least nine mothers. At least ten mothers eight mcdades i don't i don't even know how many mothers i don't know i'm, I'm embellishing a little bit <laughs> but yeah i come from a long line of
2: do you have a lot so you have a lot of half siblings yeah a
1: lot seven really yeah no that's awesome
4: yeah i
1: mean it makes the holidays more complicated but uh i like them all you know and we we were never growing up it was never like oh that's my half brother and that's that's my real full brother. There was really none of that. So, it was cool. But, uh yeah, big family. I, get that, I think that's all my dad was into. same that's why you like the X-Men. Yeah. Wait, why? Big family. They are like a big family, even in alternate timelines.
2: That's what I enjoyed about them. Like, just like Spider-Man's the same way for me, which is that the closeness of all the characters are kind of like a family you know like there's like that when I was doing my first ever issue of amazing spider-man which was 665 it was the story where Betty Brant goes to the hospital and um there's all everybody shows up to the hospital like all of his supporting cast and I was just like oh that's awesome you know like that all these people care about each other and I want to have spider-man's family in my life you know (laughs) (laughs) Instead, I'm just, uh, I have like four friends. All of my friends moved to uh, Chicago. Yeah. Like everybody left Michigan State and moved to, well. Somewhere in California. everyone
0: does yeah. from Michigan State. Everyone I knew from Michigan State is just like right over to Chicago. There's a lot
2: in Chicago, some in California.
0: Oliver's
1: awake. Oliver. Well, uh, it's fitting that, that we're having a conversation with you about the X-Men, at least peripherally. Mm-hmm. I guess we did uh because you were coming into the X-world. Uh-huh. You want to tell no. us what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, relaunching Wolverine
2: at number 1. And I'm not sure what when that comes out, but I'm working on it. I'm done with Superior Spider-Man, sadly, but still me too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm actually it was it was a difficult decision to be honest because Spider-Man is so close to my uh, heart. But Wolverine is also up there out of all the characters that I would... Actually, out of all the characters that I like to draw, it's pretty much um, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk, and uh, uh, I like the Fantastic Four. I like the family aspect of that as well. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so if it was any... If it was like some other character that I didn't care for as much, it would have been, I would have said no, because I did have the opportunity to stay on uh, Spider Man. But, uh, yeah, I took it, and it's awesome. Paul Cornell's still writing, and he's awesome. Any other questions, guys? I don't know if we, because yeah, that's like kind of the weird thing,
0: it's like without really knowing much about it. Yeah, well, why
1: don't you I'm tell important. us what, what your, um, your intentions are with the character from an artistic perspective. Like, what what your agenda is to, to make... Like, you're perfect Wolverine. I'm going to make this the perfect Wolverine because I'm going to make sure he has this, does this, looks like this. Well, he's,
2: I mean, he's not going to be super handsome. He's not going to be Steve Rogers. He'll be short. He'll be stocky. He'll be kind of scary. I think that that's... To me, he should be scary when he needs to be. He shouldn't be... I don't like the idea of Wolverine with his leg up on a rock or something with his chest puffed out looking out onto the horizon. I like (laughs) Wolverine hunched over, you know, kind of animalistic, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, shorter than everybody else but still looks more dangerous than anybody else. Big hair, you know, some sharp, sharp canine teeth. Uh, Stubble, all the
1: all the good stuff. So we know that that your Wolverine is going to be your Wolverine, and it'll have its own unique look. But uh, were there any other artists you look to for inspiration?
2: It was actually it was hard for me to. I tried to find a way to not draw him just like Joe Maderera because that's how <laughs> I want to draw him. Huh. But you know, at the same time, you want to put your do your own thing with them. So initially whenever I've done like con sketches of Wolverine because I get asked that quite a bit um I felt like I was doing Matarera Wolverine just because that's it's so burnt into my brain so before I did started this I had to um I had to draw a bunch of sketches and try and find my what I had to say about the character and I think I've kind of, I've got it at this point but it did take quite a while it was difficult because it's so hard to erase those things that are uh, mentally just burnt in there a lot of times you'll real I'll realize when I'm drawing I'll draw some pose and I'm like that was too easy where, where did that come from and then I'll remember oh it was from you know such and such and then I'd change it because I don't want to be copying anything you know mm-hmm. but it's really hard not to do that because some things are just stuck in your head forever I think mm-hmm. Madre got
0: pimped cause he had to draw that like feral yeah like, bone claw wolverine for most of his run. Like, Yeah, he got normal wolverine for a while but then
2: I man, liked I'm this just, like this feral one though he always was like slobbering and yeah I remember there was one where he went into a van and operations zero tolerance man he yeah. goes yeah. into the van with those and guys and then he comes they have that splash page with the yeah. like, claws out and everything that was like that was like the quintessential Wolverine to me that was what I thought Wolverine should look like when I was a kid you know and now hopefully my version can be that for somebody also bacello does a great Wolverine obviously um, and Frank quietly um <laughs> he didn't he I think he does a really cool one because specifically because he does not make him look He's not handsome. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Nobody is,
2: though. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But you could tell he went out of his way getting that, like, lumpy nose and, you know, just made him, you know, made him what he is. Like, to me, he's like, like, I still think, I think of him as ugly, but still kind of a ladies' man. He has that whatever confidence Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, he still can, you know. Snag some ladies, but he's not Hugh Jackman to me. Right. In the comics. I I'm mean, Hugh you. Jackman is so hot. Can we talk about how hot he is? Yeah. <sighs>
1: yeah, he is hot.
0: He's oh. of Future Past trailer. Yeah. You got a shirt off, bunch of bullet
2: holes. Oh, uh, man. Those bullet holes do it for me.
1: Yeah, so many holes. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> just draw my attention. Ew. Yeah. That's good. I can't wait. Me neither
2: pretty exciting yeah a bunch of number ones Mm -hmm. what do you That's what I do now yeah I don't I don't do any books that don't start at number one that's what I said I told them
1: (laughs) well awesome they weren't
2: even going to relaunch it and I was like nope you put a number one on there I'm not doing it
1: what if it's number 11 (laughs) (laughs) double number one yeah no he's not falling for that again Mm -mm. not me man so we have seen a, a little taste of of what's to come, and I, I think we're in agreement it's going to be acceptable to most people.
0: It's such a weird like it'll be
2: acceptable it'll be no it's it'll be mad to some
0: yeah <laughs> i
1: don't i I would be really surprised if you got any mass because oh i I think this is your best stuff yet. Yeah, I mean I, you're young so I expect you to get better with like with every issue but, there, but you uh, yeah.
0: he expects you you're not at the pinnacle but Jerry here he's got a keen eye for this you, I you're do. going places get out. I, look
1: I know more about art than no one <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that but uh, it, this is like I want a big it to be jump the best for you that I've, I want it to be the best thing I always want whatever I'm the next thing to always be the best thing but whenever you start a new start a new project you get like a little boost of I don't know uh, you're more willing to try some new stuff yeah and uh, I feel like I'm doing the best stuff that I have done so far I agree well thank you
1: and I'm glad you're doing it on an X-Men character me too especially the best one
2: (sighs) yeah he will you like Cyclops the best right uh, well, that's, I mean, see, it's so
0: weird. It's just like I have some type of weird personal at, attachment to like all of them, but it always makes me like I don't really like it when people say that Cyclops is bland. But you no, know, he can be done well. And it like with Wolverine, it's like there's a certain thing that I look for, which is like I mean, I'm like the Proteus issues like way back when. Or like he got fucked with And it took him a while To get going You know there was I think there was this issue It might have been like a Barry Windsor Smith one Like Uncanny X-Men 205 Like he was lost in Central Park And he was being hunted by the
1: Reavers Wolverine we're talking yeah. about Yeah Not Cyclops No
0: They wouldn't do anything like that with Cyclops No He'd Just sits around and pines away for a dead wife <laughs> You know Red what I, ass murdered I, I,
1: do Because of this reread uh, did you get to the part yet where uh, he hooks up with Colleen Wing?
0: No, dude. I'm like because of the podcast. If I'm doing it for this, I have to like stop myself. And fucking Don wants us to do like 25 issues of Wolverine. He wants to talk
2: about Don Cardenas. Can't, can't pick mm-hmm. Don Farpina <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. Oh, Oliver's about to make his grand entrance. Yes. Should we wrap up? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna wrap up then. So, that was a good ending. That was a great ending. That's, I that's how hi. I like it. Abrupt and embarrassing. Yeah.
0: Make sure that you pick up Wolverine number one.
1: You and I are going to spend a little time wrapping up. Oliver, say hi. Oh, we are. Right, aren't we?
2: Sure. Say hi. Hi.
1: hi Oliver. Hi. <laughs> we came here to see you specifically. Is that okay? They have presents for you. We do. Oh, you have a present for us? Maybe not. All right. Thanks guys, it's been fun. Thank you. Now get out. No you guys
2: don't
4: hear it. Three, that's a magic number. Yes three. It is, it's a magic number. Three. Somewhere in this hip hop community, we're going three, they still and that's a magic number this it all mean. Difficult preaching is possibly pleasure. Pleasure in preaching starts in the heart. Something that stimulates the music in the measure. Measure in the music breaks three parts. Casually see but don't do like a soul. Cause and doing actions are actions for monkeys. Doing hip hop hustle no rock and roll. Unless your name's Brewster cause Brewster's a punk. Three. Parents let go cause it's magic in the air. Criticizing rap shows you're out of order. Stop looking, listen to the phrase of Fred and Sears and don't get offended while me so does those your daughter. A dry camera roll system is now set. Fly around the sword under Daisy production. It stands for the inner NSI- sound. You only know for a bet that the action's not a trick, for sure. Everybody wants to be a DJ, everybody wants to be in the but being speakers are the best, and you don't have to guess. You feel like so posse, consistent, free, and that's a magic number. This here piece of the pie is not dessert, but the cost that we're And three out of every darn time, the effect is mmm a daisy rolling in your mind. Showing true position, this here piece is kissing the part of the pie that's missing. Where that negative number fills up the casualty. Maybe you can subtract it. You can call it your lucky partner. Maybe you can call it your adjective. But odd as it may be Without my one and two Where would there be My three makes Pass to me And that's a magic number What does it all mean? Focus is formed By flaws of the soul Souls who form style Gain praise by pounds Common on speakers Who honor the scroll Scroll written Daily creates a new sound Listeners listen Cause this year is wisdom Wisdom of a speaker A dumb and a plug Set aside a legal substance Beat them for now, get them high off this dialect, jury Time is a factor, so it's time to count Count not the negative actions of one Speakers of soul say it's time to shout 3 forms is soul to a positive sum Dance to the sticks and flex every muscle Space can be filled if you ride like my lumber Advance to the tune, but don't use the hustle Shake, ride, or roll to my magic number Now you may try to subtract it But it just won't go away Three times one
3: What is it? One, two,
4: three That's magic number
0: A good Chuck Norris story for you?
2: Does it involve him kicking you in the face? <laughs> Close. He'd written some
0: book when I was like a little kid. And my favorite movie when I was a little kid was uh, was uh, Delta Force. Classic. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was little. he was like... Dude, you were like five?
0: Yeah. Probably like six, maybe seven
1: or something. Oh, I can't imagine letting Chloe watch Delta Force.
0: Oh, dude, my parents, the first movie they ever took me out of school to see was Die Hard. So... Awesome. They take me to this book signing for Chuck Norris, and so I get up there and I've got a Chuck Norris like action figure. It was like a doll, it was like a big Chuck Norris doll, and so I get up there and I want to tell him that Delta Force is my favorite movie. So he signs the book and I'm about to say it. And the security guard grabs me, basically like palms my face <laughs> and just kind of pushes me to the side. And as he's doing it, I go, Wait a second, why the hell does Chuck Norris need a bodyguard? <laughs> 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 and so that every time I hear Chuck Norris facts, now I'm like bullshit. Guy needs a bodyguard. Yeah,
1: well, he's not, not a young, young man up. anymore. Don't,
0: don't care. care. No.
2: Yeah, but at the time he was yeah. an at old man kind of. He was Chuck fucking Norris yeah. though. Well, doing sidekicks. Remember that show? Yeah. <laughs> yes. With Ernie, is that right? The um, kid's name? Little know. martial artist. I thought he was pretty badass.